Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I'm beyond thrilled to welcome Dr. Tyler Lewis to the podcast today. And what was even more exciting for me is that this was my first time to record in person again since early 2020. Yes, since before COVID shut everything down, I've been doing a lot of virtual interviews, which have been fantastic. And yet there's something about recording live in the room and feeling the energy, which I've really missed uh, over the last couple of years. And to be in the same space for this interview was really key. So I want to tell you a little bit about today's guest. So Dr. Tyler Lewis received his Bachelor of Arts in Biochemistry and Molecular Biology from Hendricks College and Doctorate of Chiropractic from Parker College of Chiropractic. His initial focus of study was on brain-based rehabilitation through functional neurology, which later evolved into Network Spinal, a chiropractic specialty that focuses on creating neural efficiency and coherence between the various levels of the nervous system and the environment. Dr. Tyler now serves the community as a network spinal practitioner at Self Unbound in North Dallas, Texas, helping nervous systems evolve toward their most inspired optimal alignment. Yeah, that's a lot, and it's important. And so I've been going to see Dr. Tyler for a little over a year at this point, and it has tremendously impacted my life in a variety of ways. And I'll get into that in the podcast, but to get the chance to record with Tyler in person at Self Unbound in Dallas for this interview was intentional. And I'm so glad we got to do it. And I'm so glad for you to get to hear the episode. But first, before we get there, I want to let you know that today's episode of the Detox Podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on nostalgia overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. And I'm so excited to announce that starting today for this episode, the Detox Podcast is also brought to you by Self Unbound. Your quality of life, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, is a direct reflection of the level of abundant energy, ease, and connection your nervous system has to experience your life. At Self Unbound, your nervous system takes center stage as we help unbind your limited healing potential through network spinal care. Access the first steps to your Unbound journey by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.selfunbound.com. Now, without further ado, my interview with Dr. Tyler Lewis is right up after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time, I am very excited. For this episode, I've got Dr. Tyler Lewis literally in the house. Tyler, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. How are you, Joe? I am doing really well, and it's because it is my first in-person recording since before the pandemic yeah. several years ago, and I'm feeling the good energy in this room, or I would say, as you would say, maybe, there's not good and bad energy, there's energy, and so I'm feeling the abundance of energy within the room, Beautiful. and uh, I'm embracing it, yeah. and I'm excited for, for the conversation, and so that's a little bit of a sneak peek, because one thing that's, that we're here to talk about is about our energy and our interactions with energy, and, and maybe how we can provide um, future guidance uh, to our descendants and, and help uh, re-educate ourselves in the process. All of that to say, if you are here, uh, first time listener of the Detox Podcast, what I like to do is I like to invite the listeners to quote unquote detox from the world around them for 45, 50 minutes, however long the episode is, and get a window into how other people live their lives. And so I like to start off each episode by asking my guest, so I'll ask you, Tyler, what are you currently, I'm using air quotes here, detoxing from? I am detoxing. And, and this is a significant detox is taking place right now. Um, I, I'm detoxing from my habitual ways of interacting in 
my own life, thinking mm. that I'm in control, thinking that I'm the one calling the shots. Um, and it's a really interesting process because it's very easy to know whenever I'm running on these old addictions, yeah. uh, shows up as frustration, yeah. uh, shows up as pessimism yeah. and, you know, being able to just interrupt those, those spirals of thought and take a, take a step back for just a moment and, and see things from a larger perspective. All of a sudden you st I start to start to notice, uh, the inherent unfolding and organizations that's, that's there. Uh, and this is a really big practice of mine right now is, is how can I surrender to what's naturally unfolding and participate in that rather than, you know, trying to, trying to control God. Like, who am I, who am I to control God and, right, and, right, and how things right. unfold? So yeah. that is my current detox. I was having, so thank you for sharing that. I was having a conversation with somebody last night, actually. It's, I would say it's very interesting to me, and that's not a strong enough word, but it's interesting to me how we as um, beings seem to have similar conversations in, 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 in quick succession with a lot of people that we encounter. I think it's, it's very, uh, uh, it's a bit of a understanding as to what is not only on our mind, but is also on our hearts in a lot of ways. And, and so I was having a conversation with this individual and we talked about sort of going so much to try and make a difference. And I know Tyler, you and I have talked about this before in, in different sessions and whatnot is going so fast trying to make the world a better place, right? I was sort of using air quotes, but it's also true in general and not with air quotes, but that you end up not giving yourself the rest you need to recover, to have the literal and spiritual oxygen flow through, mm -hmm. to recalibrate, and sure. then to be able to take on what's next. And I equated it to... Be, growing up being a part of athletics and being told like the reason you cool down after working out is to allow your muscles the opportunity to breathe and relax and and you don't just go from beat to beat you sure. you warm up you have the exercise you cool down why don't we do that in all other facets of our life it's because we think we're too busy and we've got so many things to do and i found after conversation with you that i was so busy in my life. I even had scheduled like must go to sleep at this point so I can wake up and start it. I need right. to rush to bed and not giving myself the space to breathe. And so you're talking about sort of recognizing a lot of these older patterns. And I find myself, especially lately with a lot of things being more busy in my life than even months ago, that I still make time to rest because I recognize that I'm rapidly approaching scenarios in which I would previously just keep going. Sure. And by giving myself, like I'm, I'm re, and I think you have the language for this and we'll get into it in a moment, but revisiting scenarios in which I've been in distress and I'm paraphrasing a bit, I'm coming to it with new skills and learnings to be able to make a better decision, right. which leads to lasting improvement instead of lasting damage. So um, that's a bit of an intro and that's what we're detoxing from. Um, Tyler, I want you to, to walk us through uh, so we're here in the offices of Self Unbound in Dallas, Texas. That's a plug, and you need to check it out. If you're listening and you're like, what are we talking about? You can go. We've got information in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Um, but we're here at Self Unbound. So can you walk me through a little bit of what Self Unbound does as a practice? Okay. And then also what is in SA? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this because I think a lot of people have a preconceived notion for what I'm about to talk about. So I'm going to say this in a little bit different way. Um, first off, we specialize in optimizing nervous system function and creating neural coherence. Simpler way of saying that is we're making sure that all the different layers of who you are are all collaboratively, coherently, like you and I are cohere in the same space, mm -hmm. it's easier for us to communicate. Uh, we're collaboratively and coherently working together to achieve a common vision. 
Now, what does that mean? And just to address, address this from a neurological perspective, you know, we have parts of ourselves that regulate our body. We have parts that regulate the emotions, the mind, even our spiritual connections to things. Well, if, you know, we're wanting to do something spiritually, but our mind is saying one thing and our body is saying another, and we're being pulled all these different directions, it feels like chaos. And we, mm -hmm. we see the impact that that has on our health. Yeah. Well, we've found this modality called network spinal. Um, it's a subset of a greater company called Epienergetics. And, and this is going to be so much fun to talk about all of this. Um, but what network spinal is, is a modality that begins to connect all of these different layers of the nervous system. And we do that through approaching the spine. And really, we're interfacing with the spinal cord and brain, which is your interface between you and quote unquote reality. This modality is a chiropractic technique. So by training, we are chiropractors and we've specialized in this modality, which really allows us to go above and beyond just looking at the biomechanics of the spine, which are incredibly important, but there's so much more Right. That's going to be a big conversation topic too. more yeah. um, that we're focusing on as far as seeing the impact that a free, efficient, energized, fueled nervous system has on its impact on our physiology, our emotional state, our psychology and spirituality. Yeah. So anyways, we're looking at all of these things as far as lifestyle related factors and how they reflect nervous system health and how we can help assist that. You know, I, um, so I was introduced to this practice through, um, a relative and she, um, having watched her go through quite a few different health complications in, uh, several years and not being able to see a lot of <clears throat> progress, uh, in some of the more, um, well, I would say she had a path lined out for her from what, what folks knew of, um, let me back this up. What I want to say is that she didn't know maybe what was going on. And she went to a variety of different doctors and practices to try and get some assistance, not really seeing a lot of results. And so she was introduced to an essay and started coming to the practice and, and seeing the change in her overnight was incredible. I mean, this was a woman that had chronic pain in a variety of ways completely flipped the switch and it was over a series of time. I don't want to make it sound like it was one day and then the next, but it felt that way yeah. after seeing her be in pain and then no longer in pain. And it was radical to me. And so, um, I've been a big believer. I would say over the years I had, um, a neck injury, uh, about over a decade ago where I was told that I would have chronic pain forever. And I went to a chiropractor, physical therapist who did a lot of stretching and non-invasive chiropractic care. And it was about teaching the body to heal itself. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment where I said, you know, a lot of, there's so much that we don't understand. And I think we as humans like to understand so much, but in reality, we don't know a lot. And there's so much, even, even when we do know, there's sort of like a drill down of more that we could know. Um, and I became a, a, a fan of, um, understanding like, what is the, what is the, the harm in trying this? Like, what is there a risk? No, let's try. If it's not going to hurt me, let's understand what might be helping. And that's what I, I don't have any neck pain to this day because of those practices, um, which was a similar sort of thought, um, in this practice, fast forwarding to coming to NSA my son had some very, um, some very, um, uh, serious health, health issues, uh, last year. So he had a systemic, uh, juvenile idiopathic arthritis for those that are, that know what that is. And so it's, it's the, the body sort of attacking itself and, and seeing itself as a threat as opposed to healing itself, which is what it's supposed to do. And so I remember we couldn't, we weren't really sure what was going on. We didn't know a lot of what was happening and our relative recommended us come and, and consult with you and consult with the practice and see if perhaps there's something that could be done. And 
just him starting to come and and be seen and and have the practice uh, that y'all do here was incredible. It was it, it, seeing him be able to make so much progress combined with the other uh, treatments he was receiving as part of his care. He was a completely different kid. And then you talk to us and I know there's a lot and I want to give it back to you in a moment, but I'm sharing my perspective of then you started having conversations with us about the more than just the physical health, but the actual mental properties that can be impacted in a positive way of coming and getting the treatments. And the very first time that you sort of gave a soft, like, um, like push on my back felt like, uh, uh, like uh, electric shock almost all through my system as if it had been woken up for the first time, um, perhaps ever, uh, definitely in a long time. And I started feeling and sensing so many emotions mm. that I had never sensed before. Um, and as a, as a high empath person, that was a lot, um, at once and, and being able to come and, and sort of have those conversations and, and consult, uh, has been a huge impact in my life. So that's my, uh, sort of, uh, recommendation for, for the practice, but I want to, so I, I gave sort of the, the feeling, can you walk us through sort of maybe what I was experiencing or what people experience when they come into the practice? Great. Um, I mean, obviously there's so much there, but just sure. to, to make this very simple, um, a lot of people associate chiropractic with, you know, oh, we're putting a force into the spine, right. pop, crack, things start to move again. Um, and what you described, we're not doing that. We're approaching the nervous system, the spine, with very light touch. And people are like, oh, well, how can something so gentle be so profoundly effective? Right. And it's like, okay, I, we understand that because we're kind of conditioned that if we're having a big problem, it requires a huge intervention sure. in order to affect it. And what we recognize is that's not very energy efficient. Yeah. You know, what if you could go to the right place at the right time in the right way and just by putting a, a slight signal into a system, totally reorient how that entire system is functioning, that is energy efficient. And that is through this, through our care and through network spinal, like what we're really seeking to do is how can we maximize impact with minimal energy invested right so to speak a little to the overall experience because um, you were mentioning your son first right you know what we recognize by assessing his system realized that his system was under an incredible amount of distress yeah and the first notion i want to eliminate is that stress is bad stress is stress stress is information right Str like it's life Right. What determines whether that is distress, which is, you know, quote unquote, bad stress versus you stress, which is quote unquote, good stress is how effectively can your system take in that information, process that with energy and either and grow from that. Right. OK. How effectively can it grow from that experience? And what we were noticing is that whenever someone's system is not able to keep up with demand. It doesn't have the bandwidth to keep up with what's happening in life. We're in a state of distress. Our system is breaking down. And when I talk about systems, I'm talking about the nervous system here because it's our nervous system that is regulating every aspect of our beingness right. from yes, our physical posture and function and movement to our organ functions, even our hormones, you know, hormones, the glands producing hormones are doing so based on what the brain and nervous system are telling them to produce. Right. Um, it's regulating your emotions that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis. It's regulating your personality. And like I was saying earlier, even your spiritual perspective all has to do with your lens through which you are viewing the world around you and within you. So when we notice, for example, like with your son, who is in an incredible amount of distress, the lens through which his nervous system was looking at the world was saying that there's something wrong here there's yeah. something going on his system was flooded flooded with stress hormones right. so much tension in his muscles his body no wonder his system was breaking down and yes he had right. very interesting symptoms sure 
that were popping up and presenting themselves. But those symptoms were a reflection of a failure to adapt in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Similarly, but different, you know, you're experiencing this chronic pain from decades ago. Right. You know, every cell of your body is replaced like every seven years. It's crazy. Yet this injury happened happened decades ago. So you're literally every cell of your being has been replaced many times over yeah. since this injury happened, yet quote unquote you're still being affected by the same problem. It's not the same problem. It's the same relationship mm. to the problem. It's the same way your nervous system was experiencing your body that was perpetuating the problem. Mm. In both cases, in both cases, what we did was we found these access points into the nervous system that drew the brain's awareness to an area that said, hey, you know what? What if we could return to a state of ease? What if everything was okay? What if for a moment I could take a step back from everything that's happening, see things from a new perspective, and allow a new response to take over? That's where we put the signal into the body. That's where the very light touches are. They're very light touches and very specific depths in the body that stimulate specific nerve receptors to retrain the brain to process tension and stress, even if that stress had been accumulating for your entire life, it can be reprogrammed in a moment. And for example, you have the experience of your nervous system saying, you know, oh my God, (laughs) what I have this part of my body or what I can be like this and it immediately begins to heal. Your, your body, your nervous system is programmed to heal always. It's just what's getting in the way of that. Mm. And anyways, you got to experience what it was like to find out what was on the other side and, and tremendous shifts and changes can happen. And your system has learned how to do that and sustain that for, for both of you guys. Yeah. It's been (laughs) what I would say. So from the one perspective feeling the like booted up nervous system as it were um is powerful the thing that i always return to i think literally every time i come back in the office i talk about it in some capacity is my emotional capacity has expanded to a level i've never had before What I mean by that, for those that are like, what are are you talking about? So in my day job, I have a lot of very heavy and serious conversations on an ongoing basis. Um, I'm trying to make the world a better place. And a lot of the conversations we have on the show are about that as well. And it's, it's good. And it's also tiring work. And I find that prior to coming in, I would have a limit where, hmm, probably around one, maybe two o'clock every day, I would feel like I need to go to bed now or I will not be able to function. And that's not sustainable because it's, it's the middle of the afternoon. Right. And it was just happening over and over and over again. And then I also was rushing to bed as we, as we talked about earlier. Now I find that when I'm having these conversations, it feels like the best way I can describe it is I feel like before I would be in sort of like a one bedroom apartment and everybody that I had to talk to in the day was just like waiting uh, in the, in the quote, in the like kitchen slash living room of the apartment waiting for their turn to talk to me. And I would hold, hold court in the, in the back bedroom. And that if anybody's been in a very small apartment, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The feeling of there's too many people here. I need to get out. Now it feels like I'm in sort of like this mansion and everybody is, it's the same amount of people that are in the house, but they're all sort of like taking their rest in different spots. And when I'm talking to them, I feel like there's this huge amount of space in the room where they can share their perspective and their feelings. And I'm able to take in what they're saying and give perspective and advice without feeling this sort of claustrophobia at the same time. And that has done wonders for me from an emotional perspective and a mental perspective. And the key, I think beyond all of that was when you talked to me about, you brought it up earlier about the stress, but um, I talked about 
I was saying, I'm having a lot of bad energy one day. And you said, there's not bad energy. There's energy. It's your relationship to the energy as to how you are. And I might be paraphrasing here. Um, how you are interacting with it determines how you're processing it. So here you are, same circumstances, mm -hmm. but yet how you were perceiving and receiving those circumstances was different. And all of a sudden, you had completely new opportunities to respond. See, this is, yes, I, I, I will say that. There's, there's no such thing as bad energy. There's energy and there's not energy. There's more energy and there's less energy. And I think we see what happens when a system is starving for energy, mm. what it needs to do in order to get energy, um, versus an, a system that's abundant with energy right. is going to respond to life in a very different way. Um, you know, what you were noticing was your own interaction with that energy going from a, you know, a lower energy state. Now, let's imagine you're walking down the street. Things have really been tight, you know say, you know, you, you got laid off from your job and you're behind on your expenses and, you know, you've got some, some bills that are racking up and somebody walks up and says, Hey, I really need a hundred bucks. Mm. You know, you're going to be like, oh, no, absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, versus, man, you just won the freaking lottery. Yep. You know, and, and you're just soaking that in and you just had this incredible windfall or something has happened where all of your financial needs are met and some, somebody walks up to you on the street and says, hey, I need a hundred bucks. You know, how, how does that affect you versus whenever you were under a state of distress? Right. It's all about the energy, same, same circumstances. And I think we're kind of being trained right now that if things outside and around us are bad, you need to minimize that. You need to minimize stress. Yeah. You're minimizing life. Right. And that's not what we're about. How can we maximize life? Yeah. How can we maximize how much energy your nervous system has access to, which radically changes like you experience, it radically changes how you're able to perceive, receive, and, and respond yeah. to what's going on around you. And what I love about this is you're talking about your own experience. What about the experience of the people that you're working with? Right. The version of you who's showing up for them. You know, seeing someone who comes to you with some type of challenge and you're very short and snippy with them because you're feeling like crap, they leave feeling like crap. Okay, there was an overall, like, energy sucked out of the room, right? right? You know, there wasn't a lot available versus someone who's having a really challenging time, but yet here you are able to perceive them in such a way that just says, hey, I see you, I've got you, I'm there, I feel you, and I know that there's so much more on the other side of that. How can we begin to walk the path toward something greater? Yeah. All of a sudden they leave with that. They leave inspired. They, they leave with hope. Yeah. And then think about the people that they get to go impact. Again, this is for us. It's all about energy. It's all about your ability to, to participate with energy. And the more and more consciously you can do it, the more it helps. But also, you know, there's ways that our nervous system has been trained, which I know we're going to talk about as well, right. uh, to utilize and process energy, right. but it's just huge. And so just recognize that impact. I think that's really beautiful for you to, to acknowledge that. And, you know, I, there's such a, I would say this is, this is, um, it's a good moment in time to have this conversation because I think in a lot of respects, there's a, there, I would say overall, or at least to my perception with the work and conversations I have, there's a huge push for, there's a greater emphasis on maintaining a state of mental, um, uh, mental wellness and having, uh, being mentally healthy. And, and I think everybody it's, <laughs> I don't, I'm laughing only because I'm thinking about an analogy, not to belittle mental health. What I'm saying is, um, I think growing up, there was a push for like, let's eat healthy. And people are like, I don't know what that means. Does that mean only salads? Does that mean only vegetables? Does that mean all carbs? I don't know. Okay. Right. And so I think in the same way, we're seeing people say we need to prioritize mental health without a lot of resources or knowledge for what that means. Mm. And I think we have the we have the way you talked about 
well, let's de let's, let's minimize stress. That's, we already talked about, you're then minimizing life and you're minimizing your uh, interactions with the world around you. And, and, and that's not a solution. The solution then is to become fully attuned to what is happening to, uh, or I'm sorry, what is happening at any given time and how we are interacting mm -hmm. with what is happening at any given time. And it's more of an embrace of the world as opposed to a, a running away from the world. Yes. And by embracing it, then we can go, okay, I've been here before and this is how I reacted. Now I am more open. Let me see what I can learn now. Um, and that is what is so beautiful. And it's hard. It is hard to equate that, I think, to someone who has not experienced it. Um, I know for myself, it was very hard for me to sort of fully understand um, the wide benefits of coming here uh, and, 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 and having the practice and interacting with the sessions. Um, and, and it was... It was sort of a, uh, it started with the physical touches and then you could feel it. And then we're having the conversations about mental capacity and we're having the conversations about energy. And so it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a drip almost, I would say from one to the next. Um, how do you talk to people about providing that space for them? to expand their capacity. And I'll, I'll even go one further and say, you and I were talking a bit before in preparation for this, and you brought up uh, specifically um, giving generational gifts to our past, present, and future selves. So I would love to know, how do you provide the space for people to open up and then also give them the capacity to give those gifts? Or enable them, perhaps, sure. to give those gifts. Oh, my God. All of that's so loaded. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot simple, there. Simple question. Here. Right, right. Here's all this stuff. Let's make this real easy. Um, oh, okay. How, how can we simplify it? Because you said so much there. First off, you know, I just, I just want to say that we live in a paradigm of medicine mm. that is about minimization yes we look at things a little differently rather how can we maximize you know how can we maximize the expression of life and when we begin to ask questions like that a totally new take on life begins to open up like you were saying you know there's this focus i, I want to use the body as an analogy and i want to choose my words wisely here um you know, for, for years, there was an emphasis on physical health. And, okay, like, what do you do in order to be physically healthy? Oh, you have to eat right, which who knows what that means. Right. You know, still don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, exercise, uh, do, all the, do all the things in order to, better, to best support yourself. And now, like you said, I, wanted to, I do want to touch on this, but, you know, there's a more of an emphasis now on recognizing that mental health right. is, is incredibly important. And, you know, you've kind of noticed, I, I love how you articulated so much of your own journey through that. Um, when we're looking at even physical health, I, when we're looking at health in general, I wouldn't say that there's a one size fits all. And this will tie into the question that you asked me as well, but it's recognizing that healing is a journey. Mm. It's not an event. It is definitely a process and where we focus our attention that's where the energy goes that's what we're able to grow toward so the big question in any realm of health is are we trying to move away from or are we trying to move toward something else Depending on that perspective, you know, we're either, bring this neuro neurological terms, in a state of fight or flight, which is a stress response where we are trying to, again, move away from a dangerous situation or a life-threatening situation, and that can show up physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. 
um, our system's response to that is to minimize, to decrease our awareness of, and to hopefully get away and get away from and get by and just make it until tomorrow. If that story is reinforced over and over and over again, you know, do less, be less, see less, serve less, interact less, then we become less. If we begin to expand into, okay, well, what do you want more of? I want more vitality. I want more ease in my body. I want more energy. I want greater clarity, focus. Your system is going to shift from a state of fight or flight into the state of thriving, yeah. from surviving to thriving. And then your, your nervous system is, and, and body and, and the different layers of your brain are going to start focusing on where it is that it wants to go and start building itself up to support that vision, right. that experience of life. Okay. So I'll put a pin in that <laughs> for, for a moment. Um, you know, when we meet people, we recognize that everybody is on a different stage of that journey. Right. Everybody's on a different stage. And we don't make people wrong. We just meet them more where they're at. Right. We meet people at an energy that is coherent with their then state of being. Um, and with that, we also hold a vision for something more. And through that process of healing, and everybody's starting at a different point, everybody sees us for different things, from physical, mental, emotional, all sorts of all sorts of different places. People are coming into our office visiting us because somebody somewhere told them about this. And they, it yeah. sounded interesting. They wanted to come check it out, and they realized, uh, oh, wow, <laughs> I signed up for, for quite a bit here. But, but all that being said, we, we meet people where they're at. Yeah. And we give them the tools and strategies, the map to navigate where they're at. Um, again, with, with coherent, with connection. Yes, we will say things and give people the right information at the right time. Big time out. Information is one of the top toxins mm. of our time. Mm. And this gets into a little bit of the mental health realm as well. Right. Here's how the mind, the thinking mind works. It takes all the information that it's being bombarded with, with its available amount of energy, with its past experiences, and creates a narrative that it begins to respond to. We are information overloaded mm -hmm. and what we say wisdom deprived. And what that means is wisdom is what happens when there's an embodied integration of energy and information into a way that's utilizable and real and alive in our lives. But when we're getting bombarded with a ton of crap that's out there, we don't know what to make sense of. That's going to create a significant amount of mental distress. So how we approach even that is first, how can we help someone's system gain access to greater levels of energy and ease? And with more energy, people's bodies, cells, nervous systems begin to reorganize into something that can support a larger vision, a larger story, greater physical output, uh, mental connection. Stories evolve. Awesome. Yeah, we're going, we're going somewhere. This <laughs> yeah. is great. You, you, your, your other question. Okay, let's, let's talk about things generationally. As children, we don't have a lot of advanced circuitry. We don't have a lot of advanced neural networks. Our, our brains are still developing. You know, especially in infanthood, it's pri primarily survival centers. As we get up a little bit older, very reactive emotional centers. Uh, if you don't believe me, try to have a debate with a three-year-old. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. Um, at that age, that's when their limbic system is developing. Right. The uh, emotional centers, energy and emotional centers, how, how effectively can that nervous system move and utilize energy before the mind takes over and traps it? 
Um, and then obviously you get up a little bit older, the mind starts to develop. We're starting to understand what it is that's really going on around us, what the people around us are saying, what they're wanting of us, how we can match them so that we can be supported and included by them. Um, it's where a lot of we start paying attention to, to culture and things like that. I am going somewhere with this. Um, culture is very important. Retain, regurgitate, repeat. Like when we, we think about this layer of the brain, the yeah. I'm going to call it the conscious unconscious. Okay. Okay. And what I mean by that, it's the part of you that's thinking. It's that chatty monkey mind part of you that's always talking, never shuts up. Right. But it's running on programs. Mm. As we get up older the very front part of our brain begins to develop. We've started developing the actual conscious mind, the, the layer of ourselves that can see things and witness things beyond our conditioning. And so again, this is from a neural neurodevelopmental perspective, right? Let's say that we've gone through situations in life that were challenging as children. And we learned that our environment wasn't safe. Say that, I'm going to give a very basic example. Um, you know, we are three, four years old at a birthday party and we're getting loud and rambunctious and a grandparent or parent or someone else's parent shouts at us, tells us to keep it down and we get in trouble for being too much. Yep. Our nervous system learns, dim your light, yeah. be small, minimize yourself. Because if you were to stand out, there, there's gonna be retribution. Right. And at that age, we don't have a, a, a mind to understand what's going on there. So we just take it, we feel it. It programs us that anytime we start feeling joy, excitement, something that we would you know, act out and express, emote, energy emotion, move that energy to lock it up. Well, all of a sudden, if that's when the program hits, now fast forward decades, we have a tendency to minimize our capacity to experience joy. Mm. And we don't even know why. We have no idea, no idea why. Um, some events are obviously much more noticeable. Sure. Abuse situations, traumatic events, things like that. Um, and as we get up older, we still recognize these patterns run our life. We have an opportunity to begin to connect with these patterns. And again, this is all done in, in our practice through neural connection. Uh, but we have an opportunity to connect with these old programs with new energy. All of a sudden, we begin to experience that perhaps the people who were abusing us were also in significant pain. Mm. Maybe they themselves were abused. Mm. You start to see that not only you share that energy and your family shared that energy, but also the people in your lives, you typically tend to attract what resonates with that. Sure. All of a sudden you start noticing all these other people in your lives that are resonating with the same thing. And oh my gosh, you recognize the story is so much bigger than just that event. You start noticing how connected and interwoven we all are and not just the events of your life and how that was reflected in your own relationships and events that unfolded throughout your own life. But you notice again that beginning to impact the lives of others. As we begin to connect with this with more energy, we have a new perspective. We have a new vantage point. You know, first we are bad. And we start to see that, oh, there was just a lot of pain in that situation. And then maybe with more energy, we begin to see that because of the traumas that we went through, those were the moments that we were cracked open, that there was something so much bigger at play in life because the way that life was operating was not going to get us through at that time. Something cracked us open to some, something so much bigger than ourselves that we found ourselves in service to that allowed us to connect with other people that awoke the gifts that were latent in our potential. And again, this is where these things become gifts. And then all of a sudden, now we're talking about the generational past, present, future, or that right. you know, in, our, in our own lives. We begin to see how these events not only shaped our lives, but you can, see, you can begin to see how these events shaped the lives of those people involved in the past and 
especially as we begin to observe people differently, there's more energy in the field of that experience. They too begin to experience these things and you just can't make this shit up anymore. Like right. You start, you start seeing this, this stuff happen over and over. You just, you just can't make this shit up. But somebody goes through a profound healing and goes through a significant personal forgiveness of a friend or family member. All of a sudden, that family member calls them and says, hey, I am so sorry for this thing that happened decades ago. This happens all the time. And it doesn't, I mean, obviously in that case, it doesn't happen every time, but it happens enough to where you're like, okay, there's, there's something bigger at play here. Right. Um, and I'll pause on that because I, I, I just said a lot, but I wanted to connect all of those dots because what you said was so profound. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, when, when we create healing in a moment, when there's a, a new organization of how we are experiencing the world based on a greater amount of energy, our stories change, our capacity to respond to life begins to shift and change, and we see the impact that this has always had on our lives in the past, present, and future. Just got some goosebumps. <laughs> That's so powerful and it's so accurate. I think it's it's amazing to me how little we've historically understood the world around us. Mm. We've thought in a very binary way, good or bad, right? Good or bad, this or that, without realizing mm, there's a lot more going on here. Not just to me or with me, but with you, us in this room, people in our lives, people in their lives, people you're talking to on a Zoom call, people that you're talking to in, in person. And there's so much going on that by limiting our capacity to interact and embrace with the world, we are dimming our light. We are minimizing ourselves. And we are not allowing us and those around us to thrive. Yeah. I want to say you said dimming the light and the light went on. I know, <laughs> I know, I, I know. You can't I know. make this shit up, no, right? It's so perfect. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's huge. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know, I know we're kind of getting out there, but there's, there's a point to, there's a point to all of this. Right. Um, in the chiropractic world, there is a term called subluxation. It means something different in the medical model, but uh, in, in the chiropractic terminology, when you would go to the root of what's really being said there, it means less than light, hmm. less than the expression of light, sub less than lux light, um, less than expression of light. And so again, our when we recognize what's breaking down in the body, we call it simply subluxation or less than the expression of the greatest potential of light that's available. Um, I, I wanted to ground this for a moment because yes, we're talking about all of these things and what I'm looking at is, is perspective, is impact. We can look to get rid of a symptom in the body. Yep. We can look to get rid of pain. And what that pain is, that is, and, and pain, yes, obviously it can be very physical. It can be emotional. It can be mental. It can be spiritual. Pain is a signal that it is interrupting your life, getting you to pay attention, recognizing that whatever's going on isn't working or is no longer working for who you're becoming. Right. Mm. Okay. The pain industry it's huge. Mm -hmm. It is a it is a beast. Yep. Where we're being told, how can I become more comfortable mm -hmm. and not feel the pain that I'm experiencing? And look, I get it. There's a there's a time and a place. Sure. Right. There's a time and a place when th there are emergency situations. I'm not talking about that. I'm of talking course. about a majority of the pain that we're experiencing on a day to day basis, whether yeah. it's chronic pain, like what you're experiencing in your right. neck, even if it's, you know, addiction, you know, right. oh, I'm not talking about the drugs. I'm talking about the phone technology, things yeah. like that. We see that show up. That's all pain. Right. Um, we can sit here and try to eliminate the symptom of pain, or we can recognize that pain being that signal interrupting your life is really a ref reflection of something that's so much more that's going on. Yeah. 
our role and how we support and walk the journey of healing with people, walk a journey toward wholeness with people, is to help people's nervous systems become more connected to what's really going on and to make this very embodied. We recognize the impact that emotions, that primarily for human beings, it's mental and emotional stress that creates the greatest amount of distress in our nervous systems and bodies. And if we're experiencing things mentally, emotionally, that we have difficulty processing, that builds up tension in our body. And if that tension continues to build and build and build and build and build, like what you're experiencing in your neck, oh, an injury happened and then that caused my issue. No, the injury happened because that area was already rigid and tight and not able to adapt. That's yeah. where the breakdown took place. Right. How can we begin to address the underlying root of why it is that your body and nervous system is responding to life in that way? Mm. Now, when we begin to ask that question, we start to see what's really associated. Was it just a physical symptom or was there some pattern that had been programmed that your nervous system was res protecting yourself from because it yeah. didn't have the capacity to respond? Once we see it get connected, begin to experience the energy for liberation and healing. Yes, all of a sudden the conditions are right to where that pain and the interruption that pain was causing is no longer necessary for your life. You get to experience physical freedom and healing, but also you may recognize like you experienced that rush that there was so much more associated with that tension emotionally, mentally, spiritually to where you see that liberated in your life as well. So when we're making a contact, when we're stimulating people's nervous system, it's not just about, okay, how can I make the pain go away? We recognize there is something so much bigger at play. Right. How is this not going to, how does this interaction with your nervous system not just going to affect your awareness of you, but how is it going to affect you whenever you walk out of this office? How is that going to allow you to interact differently in the people that you work with? How is that going to begin to influence your family by you showing up and being different? Right. And that is full circle to the story, what you were talking about earlier. When we hold that outcome in mind while we're working with your nervous system rather than, damn, Joe, man, you've been laying here for 15 minutes. <laughs> When, when are we gonna, no, it's not what we're <laughs> right, thinking while right. you're on the table. Right. We're noticing the impact that that's going to have. That brings so much more energy to the system that all of a sudden your nervous system begins to resonate with, even though it doesn't necessarily know what that is. Right. It begins to resonate and begins to tune in to what more could potentially be available. Your nervous system begins to grow into something greater. Yeah not something that's going to experience less. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we could, we could go on and on and on. I'm going to bring us to a, a close here in a moment, but I have to say something that I recognized about myself. Um, I think in hindsight, I always knew this though, maybe didn't quite understand it to the degree that I do now. I'm a highly empathetic, uh, empathic, empathic, empathetic, empathetic person, empathetic. I think that's what I want to say. Um, high capacity for empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a lot to, to try and understand and deal with. And in a, in years past, it was overwhelming to the point that I needed to dim it. I thought, mm -hmm. let me say it this way. Sure. I thought I needed to dim it or numb it in order to make it through a day because it was overwhelming the capacity I had for this emotion and energy, um, hmm. <laughs> which is just interesting now. Yeah. Um, and when I started treatment here, you identified that in me before I even voiced it. And I think we did a scan and then we were going over the results and, and you talked about my capacity um, was very high. And you pointed out to me, as we're starting to unlock this potential, you might revisit some of those overwhelming moments and that's okay. Just embrace it, understand it, acknowledge it, and we will continue to work on the tools. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was so glad that you said that because it was like a rush immediately. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot. And, and not a but, an and... I'm at the point now where 
I still, I, it's like, I, it's, it's interesting to me. I can feel the, the capacity and I embrace it mm-hmm. and I don't feel the need to dim it or numb it. And so here's the, I, I call it the, I call it the gift and curse of the empath. Right. When you don't have it, when an empath doesn't have a healthy nervous system, they're seeking to minimize, they're experiencing mm. all this stuff that's going on around them. And they're like, oh, it's too much. I need to get away from this. Right. What the nervous system is saying is I can't both process your crap and mine at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to have to shut it off and withdraw. Sure. But here's the, here's, that's, that's, the, that's the challenge, the curse of the empath, is whenever their nervous system is not functioning optimally, when there's breakdown taking place, that's what they're going to experience. And that is not what empaths are here for. Right. Empaths are the way showers. They're the pathfinders because empaths begin to tune in to the energies of what's going on around them. A strategy that they learned was incredibly important when they were super young. <laughs> Anyways, they start to tune into the energies of what's going on before them and they begin to feel them. Right. But oftentimes they, when they personalize it, mm-hmm. they think it's theirs, they break down. But they, what they must recognize is what if it was just energy what is my capacity to be with this experience? And I will say not to understand, but just to be with the experience, mm-hmm. allowing the energy to move and shape and build the nervous system to something greater. Right. Oh, everybody in the world is pissed off and angry. Well, what's your capacity to be with anger? Yeah. If you're noticing a lot of angry people, what is your capacity to be with anger? Because here's the thing, if you're sensing that and there's a lot of anger coming up, as you allow your system to be able to process that emotion, energy and motion, and you're able to transcend and transmute and transform that emotion, you begin to radiate the healing codes of for that anger helping other people also all of a sudden you're like oh my god somebody was angry and then they found a way through so crazy oh everybody's changing around me because you're becoming that light you're becoming that pathfinder right. that that way shower for other people so that's what really what empaths are here on this planet for is to feel things before they're showing up commonly and be able to process those things so that they become the solution before everybody recognizes there's a problem right. and that happens through neur- neural coherence it's so powerful and i could just continue to talk about this all day. Tyler, I would say as we're starting to wrap up, is there one additional perspective that you like to give people when they're maybe first walking through the door here at Self Unbound? And I'll say this for everybody. What are you committed to not what are you interested in what are you committed to whether you're walking through our doors or you're out in life what you commit to is where your energy goes and how your system unfolds Mm -hmm. if you are committed to experiencing less you will have more opportunities and wanting to experience less if you're committed to experience something more and this is you know, when we meet people in this office ready to experience more, oh, get ready, right? Yeah. What you are committed to begins to call to you the energy of what it takes in order to be that which you're committed to. It is either going to be minimizing your system and closing it down if you're committed to less, or it is going to begin to open up and begin to grow into something greater, more complex, more advanced that can sustain a greater and greater level of energy more coherently and effortlessly so that you can begin to experience beyond what you thought possible. And that's what we're really here to do. This is why we're called self unbound. How can ourselves be fueled more from unbound potential more so than the bound stories, tied up emotions and fuel that we've been experiencing the past 
how can we allow that unbound energy to begin to liberate our lives, creating greater and greater levels of freedom? That's what we're here to do and help people with, and that's what we're the most passionate about. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I would say, so now, uh, before we wrap, we're going to transition to uh, a segment I like to call Things to Check Out. So it is a segment where I provide a recommendation of something I'm either watching, reading, and or listening to, and I invite my guests to do the same. So I will go first. Um, I would say not new recommendations, so to speak, but just more what's top of mind, I think, for me lately. So one, I've definitely, definitely brought this up a few times, and I will continue to bring it up because uh, it's worth mentioning. Uh, so one of my favorite books lately is The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. So if you're not familiar with that, it was a book she wrote pre-pandemic, um, but got, I would say, wider circulation last year when people were starting to regather in person for some of the first times in a lot of cases. And it's about the intentionality of gathering for an event or a conference or whatever, and making sure that you are goal setting, that you know what you're trying to achieve individually and collectively, and that your intentionality is right. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment in there that I continue to bring up because I love it so much. She talks about we as, as a society don't give enough weight to the moments that we're in. Meaning, Tyler, you and I are recording this podcast at this point in time. The next time we meet, we will not be the same people. This is the only moment in our lives that we are these specific versions of ourselves. Yep. And like that blew my mind when I read that. I'm like crap that's exactly right and uh i said maybe a few other words um but um so i will so i recommend people people check that out so uh, uh listening to uh nothing i would say uh special uh, uh i'm a i've become a harry styles fan i don't know that i was always a harry styles fan um but his album harry's house is definitely worth checking out it's on frequent uh play on my spotify list and then um, watching, uh, I'm a huge soccer fan, so the, the World Cup is, uh, is going on at this point in time when people are listening to the podcast. Um, if you're listening to it in the future, then maybe the World Cup's happening at that point. Who knows? Um, but I'm a huge soccer fan. I'm watching that. So, uh, Tyler, what are maybe a recommendation you have for listeners of something to read, watch, and or listen to? Oh, you in our library? <laughs> um, actually, here, I want to I wanna cast something that's coming out in the future. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, Again, what I was saying, network spinal, uh, bigger, bigger umbrella of that is Epienergetics, um, a focus created by Donald, Dr. Donald Epstein. Uh, he is, will be releasing a book very soon. It's in the final stages of editing. They're just waiting, they're just getting it perfect. But uh, it should come out early next year. It's called The Seeker's Code. The Seeker's Code. Um, it's incredible because what it will do is help provide a language to articulate different forms of energy wow. uh, and how we interact with that. We cannot, cannot wait for this book to come out. We're super excited. Um, so future seekers code, Donald Epstein, it's going to be huge. Um, you know, this is fresh in my mind. This past weekend we were at a, um, at an event with Bruce Lipton and Michael Bernard Beckwith. Amazing, amazing <laughs> seminar. It was so cool. Um, so just to throw out a couple, because you were listening for other, other things to sure. check out. Um, you know, to get this from a medical perspective, Bruce Lipton is an MD where he wrote Biology of Belief. He also has a book called The Honeymoon Effect and Spontaneous Evolution. Uh, biology Belief is definitely a great entryway into that world uh, to see how our thoughts and patterns change our physiology, even our genetics. He was one of the fathers of epigenetics, which means the control of right. gene regulation beyond <laughs> just the gene itself. Yeah. Life-changing there. Um, Michael Beckwith is an incredible individual. He's on, been on a uh, series like The Secret. Uh, he also has a beautiful life visioning process. Um, his book and his book, Life Visioning. Check that out. Man, 
and I feel like there's been some shows that come out recently. I just I, nothing's coming to mind right now, so I'm it's not going to go good. any further with that. <laughs> I will just say those three. But good. I'm sure we could give you a whole list of stuff to check out. I love it. Well, if people want to follow you or the pra- and or the practice um, on social media, what's the best or in general, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Self Unbound Dallas is our Insta handle, and then obviously Self Unbound on Facebook. Uh, you can visit our website, selfunbound.com. I'm sure we can list all of the information. Yep. Um, we, if, if people are interested, they can reach out. We have a monthly newsletter that we send out. We are always doing classes and workshops. Uh, many of them are virtual. Many of them are live. Um, you don't, I mean, you can, you can just reach out to us, uh, and let us know if you ever want to jump into any of that stuff. We highly, highly, highly recommend these classes, not because, I mean, honestly, just because you get to learn how these systems work and yeah. in a really embodied way. And that's our passion is being able to teach that, not just because we're selling ourselves, but because it's stuff we feel like everybody needs to know. And so anyways, yeah, they can check out uh, and get access to our newsletter and all of our all of our classes and events that we have coming up uh, that we use in order to support our, our people, our community. I love it. Well, if you've listened to this and you're not convinced, I don't know what else I can do at this point. I mean, it's just like, uh, I guess you just need to like, uh, take a chill pill and come in. I don't, I don't know what else. Um, a chill pill is a, is a a breath mint that uh, makes my (laughs) mouth cold is what I call it. Um, so anyways, um, Tyler, thank you so much for the time. This has been incredible. Um, so listeners, you've been detoxing with detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.